0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: All right. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I'm one of your two hosts of this show. I'm, of course, joined by former Denver Bronco, Super Bowl 50 champion, all-decade cornerback, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, happy Friday. How you doing, man?
0: Yes, sir. Doing good, man. Let's ready to talk some ball, man. I've been talking to all these, you know, Green Bay guys all day. And you know, they want to get the insight uh on what's the Broncos gonna do this weekend. So, you know, I, I told them we were gonna win this weekend. Oh,
1: that's a bold prediction. Well, we'll talk about that later in the episode. Uh, welcome to our preview episode for the Green Bay game. Uh, this is gonna be a I feel like this is going to be a good matchup for the Broncos Uh, coming off a tough game against Kansas city. You've got the chance to face off against Jordan love. Um, You know, one of the, one of the slower offenses in the league, but a pretty good defense still uh, as long as they have their guys healthy. But before we get into our preview and talking about the Broncos and talking ball, we have a message from our sponsor. It is a Texas showdown in the postseason, and bet online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats, news scores and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds spreads and totals for the NFL college football, the MLB Astros are coming back. Are they going to make this? Are are they going to make this a good series? I don't know. I hope so, but I'm kind of hoping that the Rangers take this, take this series away from them. Uh, get all of the latest information at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistic news and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on both the NLCS and the ALCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code believe that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code B-L. EAV bet online where the game starts and Chris we are going to start this week 7 preview okay mm-hmm. with uh, just uh, just some information just uh, you know this is a this is a game where the Broncos are going into it with sort of an identity crisis at this point the the offense was good and now it's sluggish the defense was really bad and now it's kind of turning around. And this is a, this is a team that they're going up against that is a well-coached team. Matt, Lofer, Matt Lafleur is doing a good mm. job of of coaching this this team post Aaron Rodgers. Uh, offense is still a big question mark for them, um, but the defense second second and pass defense twenty first against the run, the ninth least penalized team in the NFL. The Broncos. Thirty-first in pass defense, thirty-second in run defense. One of the most penalized teams in the NFL as far as uh, defense goes. And the Green Bay offense right now—they're ranked thirteenth in points, twenty-eighth in yards. So it, it's not—it's not, it's not going to be like a, a shootout of a game. This is a team that knows how to score, but they're not going to move the ball down the field on you. Um, what are your initial thoughts, uh, maybe things that you're looking at going into this matchup with the Packers at home?
0: Um, definitely just trying to see how we match up against their defense. Um, they, they have two solid corners if they're healthy um, with uh, Douglas and uh, Alexander. And then you get another guy back. You get Eric Stokes back, uh, a guy that's um, a solid young DB. With a, he has great potential. To be solid so yeah. um they have a tough defense so i'm looking to see the real matchup is going to be up front uh they've struggled versus the run so hopefully we can be able to gash them and be able to find some creases to be able to exploit that in the run game because it's, it's going to be hard to pass you know we've had um you know the receivers have trouble um getting open versus way lesser corners than what we're going to face this weekend so yeah. um that that's going to have to be the um the way we do beat them with play action and be able to run the football this week.
1: Yeah. Got to be able to get the run game going. I felt like Javante did a great job against the chiefs finding those creases. And and we saw the explosiveness from him. It's great to see him back, man. It's really great to see him back. That injury last year was rough. And for a guy, that's just so fun to watch between the tackles. It's really good to see him get back to it, but got to get him those carries he only had you know he only had 10 carries in that last game we got to get him more touches mm-hmm. uh, let's go over the injury report real quick um for green bay safety zane anderson limited in practice devondre campbell uh two straight days of no practice for him can He's probably, probably expect him yeah. to be out uh elton jenkins was limited uh aaron jones with the hamstring injury he is limited probably not going to play he is questionable mm-hmm. for this game Darnell Savage, the safety, he is limited in practice. Eric Stokes, limited. Quay Walker, limited. Devontae Wyatt, limited. And Jair Alexander, uh, no practice on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Uh, Have not gotten the report back today, uh, but Mm -hmm. a lot of those guys, that's a lot of limited on Thursday, which generally means either questionable or doubtful. A lot of defensive uh, guys. A lot of defensive guys, which is great news. Great yes. news for the Broncos' offense. Uh, and speaking of the Broncos, their injury report, Greg Dulcich did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. He suffered that hamstring injury. Same hamstring again.
0: He'll probably be out for, for, for a couple of weeks.
1: They're they're deliberating putting yeah. him on IR again. I think that they should, Yeah. to be honest. Well, then he'll uh, be
0: gone for the season. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'd rather have him sit and get healthy. Hamstring,
0: you should be able to come back. It's right? the
1: same one. It's the same one. He's dealt with this since college.
0: Um, maybe he might have to. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe he might have to look into surgery or something. He has something there, right there. That's you know, it's can it's it's repeated. It's, it keeps repeating itself. So he's got. There's got to be something going on.
1: He's got to find your trainer, man. He's got to find your. Trainer. Come on, man. He got to
0: holler at Mario. What's up, Mario? You can't yeah. get the
1: hamstring right? It, hey, what, what y'all doing over what's there? If Dulcich knows what's good for him, he'll go see Mile High Mario. That's a fact. Uh, Justin Simmons, he was limited in practice on Thursday. Uh, Kareem Jackson, though, full practice. Baron Browning, full practice. He is ready and rearing to go. That is big getting Baron Browning back for this game. Lloyd Cushenberry, full practice. DJ Jones, full practice. So it sounds like even though Justin Simmons is limited, Kareem Jackson, Baron Browning, DJ Jones. Those are big guys to have in this defense, uh, against a team. That's not one of the better offensive teams in the league and getting Baron Browning back is going to be so huge for the pass rush. Nick Benito has been balling out. Uh, Jonathan Cooper has been balling out. Frank Clark, obviously not on the team anymore. He's probably going back to Kansas city, but getting Baron Browning back, that's going to be huge. Um, and that's gonna, I mean, that's gonna be massive for the defense after they have such a good game against the world champions. Getting a guy like Baron Browning back is going to be massive, not for just for this game, but for the rest of the season if he can stay healthy. Uh, Chris, as far as the Packers go, um, you know a lot of defensive guys that are dealing with injuries. Do you think that this is a game where? the offense and Russ can say, okay, they, they're they missing a ton of guys. They're missing a ton of key guys. And especially if Alexander doesn't play, that's going to be massive. Do you think that this is a game that maybe they could steal from Green Bay uh, if their defense isn't at
0: 100%? Yeah. You would think uh, after a bye, they would be getting a lot of guys back because that's what usually happens, you know. So um we'll be able to have a good picture probably today who who's going to be active. Uh but um they still got their front man. They have a great D line, solid linebackers. Um you know, secondary that uh, that's been playing together for a while. Right. It's not like our secondary, you know, um yeah. you know Kareem and Justin's probably played a while together. Uh you know, they got a lot of chemistry, but you know, with the other corners, you know, they still have some some more uh chemistry to work with each other. You know, you work with your safeties as a corner, you still work with your safeties, but as a corner, you still I still communicate to the other corners. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. so um that's what we're not having that we're missing that piece. And that's probably what Kate uh when we get uh Williams back, you know. I don't what yeah. I don't we gotta get the update on him, you know, once whenever yeah. we need to get him back. He's a key piece, you know. So um this game is going to be able to hopefully we can be able to run the football. Mm-hmm. We we cannot let these guys pin their ears back. Right. No. Cause their D line will be coming and that's not going to be a good, um, game for us. Right. We need to no. run the football, control the clock, hit them with play action. Right. And, um, if Alexander does play, take, uh, use, uh, the advantage of Cortland in the red zone. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. try to find different ways, uh, to get in the end zone, man, we got to get in the end zone in this red zone.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got to be able to finish. Um, and the defense has been playing well the last couple days, uh, last couple of games, especially in the red zone. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing. If you, if this offense for the Broncos can get into the red zone and finish in the red zone, not rely on field goals, this is going to be a big win for them, uh, especially against. Right. Uh, you know, an NFC North opponent is going to be big implications for that whole division. Uh, And I mean, if they're missing Aaron Jones, um, they've got some, I mean, the receivers are fine. I like the green Bay receivers. They're all really young, um, but they're still pretty talented. Uh, I I think that Christian Watson is a dude that really has a lot of potential. I think Jaden Reed is a dude that has a lot of potential. And I really love Romeo Dobbs. I've, I've, loved Romeo Dobbs since uh mm-hmm. since the Nevada days. And then you add in a guy like Luke Musgrave and and this is an offense that has a lot of young talent and I think that mm-hmm. they're going to be able to get there, but you're missing your top running back. Uh, your quarterback is still trying to work through some of those kinks and has mm-hmm. all of this pressure on him. This is the game where Broncos defense has to bring the pressure uh at all levels. Yeah. I mean,
0: they I mean, It's, uh, Jordan Love is a guy, you know, he, he hadn't been, uh, having so much success the last three games, you know, his interceptions have been going up. Uh, so they got to be able to keep this guy in a slump, um, keep their offense in the slump that they're in right now, because, you know, everything that you hear coming from Green Bay is, is all on Jordan Love and, and this offense, right? So they're having offensive issues. We're having offensive issues. It's going to be, um. It's going to be a game to see if we can bounce back, right? Because yeah. we have had some success. Uh, Packers really – I would say they had success the first game versus the Bears, you know. Yeah. And that's the Bears. Who had, who, who yeah. didn't – we beat the Bears, right? right. So um, we can't – let's just kind of – we could scratch that one off. But other yeah. than that, the uh, Packers' offense has have, have looked bad, they right? Struggle. And Jordan Love has looked bad. His numbers are not going to pop off the screen and be like, oh, this guy is a starter. You know, yeah. he's he's the future, right? Uh, so um, I think the weapons they have, you know, they are solid. Watson, um, or is that his last name? Watson yeah, Christian Watson. Uh, number nine. Uh, yeah, he's deep a deep, deep threat, right? So yeah. we got to be able to keep, uh, um, you know, Justin and the guys know where he's at, understand that he is their um, main deep threat guy, and um, be able to uh, eliminate him from those big plays. That's what he feeds off of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, uh, to your point, you know, after week one, they put up, <clears throat> they put up 38 against Chicago. After that highest scoring game that they've had on offense was against the Falcons, uh, 24 points, 18, 20, 13. After that only one game over 200 passing yards for Jordan love this year. And that was Ooh. the week two game against Atlanta. Um, uh, you know, he's shooting around 55% completion percentage, uh, eight touchdowns, six picks. That's
0: below average in the league.
1: Ten sacks, too. Uh, I mean, it's not like you can't get to this guy. You're going to have right. to get to him. You're going to have to put pressure on him. And if you put the pressure on him, he's going to make mistakes. He's really – I mean, he's been very inaccurate. He's been very shaky uh this season, and it shows – but there are those moments where you can kind of see it click for him. And I think to your point, limiting those moments is going to be so big in this game. Uh, Let's go over, let's go over X factor players. Uh, One off uh, one offensive X factor player for the Broncos, one defensive X factor player for the Broncos. Who do you have for your defensive X factor?
0: Oh man, the defensive X factor of this game has to be um uh Mathis, right? We need yeah. him to be able to shut down this game. Uh, because I see them putting Watson on him, um, yeah. trying to fight him for big plays, um, trying to find because you know, Coach Joseph is shortening up the playbook. He's gonna play yeah. more man. So uh we're gonna have we're gonna load the box, we're gonna make try to make them one dimensional, and it's gonna be a game on Mathis. Right, because yeah. Jordan uh love isn't gonna target too much on Sertan and no. um it's gonna be a big game we we'll see if Mathis can be that if we're gonna win this game uh my bet is on him to actually play solid this week.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think that uh, the the logic is solid. You're not gonna if you're Jordan Love, the last thing that you want to do in this game is try to test PS2. That's the, the last thing right. that's I mean you do not want to go there, especially when you're uh when your passes have been so inaccurate, when you've had the the trouble with the outbreaking routes and, and really gauging the depth on those, those are passes that Pat's going to see. And, and he's just going to, he's going to take advantage of it. So yeah, you do have to go right. at a guy like Mathis. And for, for Mathis, this is the game where it's like <laughs> another week of this is a big game for him. Going my way. This is an yeah. opportunity for him. He's going to be going up against a young receiver, a uh, young receiving core, most likely seeing a mix of uh, Watson. He's, he's got to be due
0: for a pick. He's you gotta, know, got to. I mean, I mean you get thrown as much as he has. We need some picks, man, some PBUs, you know. So uh, sooner or later, you got to make them pay, you know. Uh, but yeah. my X factor on the offense, you know, this game I had Williams. Uh, hopefully, yeah. they, like you said, being able to give him more carries. Um, hopefully this can be his breakout game against a team that's poor on run defense. Uh, let's get this guy um, involved. Let's get him around fifteen to twenty touches, you know, and um, hopefully he has a big game. Sounds good to me. That, I mean,
1: <laughs> twenty touches. If you can give Devonte twenty touches, I think that they win this game. I, I, right. I honestly do. I think. I mean, and that's gonna that leads us into keys of the game. I think the first key of the game has to be no less than twenty touches for Devonte. Yeah, whether that's 20 carries or 15 carries and five catches, you have to get him involved. I know they've been wanting to get him involved in the passing game, but for me, it's just not there. I I, I don't think that Russ is seeing uh seeing those hots as much as he should be. I think that no, you know, he's when not. we talked about this yeah. in our last episode, he's just he doesn't look comfortable in the offense. And when you're trying to get those running backs involved outside of just you know slip screens and stuff like that it's hard because you have to be able to recognize what's going on. And and those running back routes are normally hot routes. So you have to be the one as the quarterback to, to see it and notice it and dump it off. And it's just not there for him. So yeah. I think it has to be 20 carries has to be, this is the 21st ranked uh, run defensive unit. Give him all the carries.
0: D-Trell ran all ran on these guys. Like we got to run the football. And right.
1: I love, love Jaleel. I love Jaleel. Mm-hmm. But when you've got Javante ripping off nine yards of carry, when you have a running back, who's just powering through tackles, you feed him because he's hungry. Yeah. It, I, I don't think we've had a game where he's gotten 20 touches at all this season. And yeah, that's maybe, a, yeah. maybe that's a big reason as to why the offense has struggled so much you can't run the play action the same way because the defense isn't – they're not buying it.
0: Ten carries is hard to get going for a running back, yeah. right? You got to get in the game. You got to get some touches. You know, uh, they're just getting warmed up with ten carries, a lot of these guys. You know what I mean? Henry's not, Henry's not warmed up. Yet. He's getting – you know what I mean? He gets, he gets ten carries in the, in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, you know, those are just a little – that's just the appetizer. You know what I mean? We got to give this guy – uh four course mill of um you know uh, getting outside runs inside runs you know uh moving moving the uh giving moving the D-line stretch you know yeah. we get we just gotta find ways to be able to get this guy more involved um he's a great guy in space breaks tackles you yeah. know what I mean he usually Power- makes one guy miss you know he's very um great with breaking tackles you know lower set, center Gravity to the ground, you yeah. know, uh, big, big thighs, paws, but you know, he's hard to tackle, you know. So uh, you got to be ready, you know. You got to be. This got to be a game where we got to get this guy involved, man. You know, and uh, I, and one more thing on Russ, you know, yeah. I think people overanalyze Russ. Um, you know, coming in, they thought he was like a pocket passer, right? No. He was never really like that. A pocket passer, you know, he made always make plays extending the down, you know, uh, being able to make unscripted plays. Yeah. Um, he had a run game, you know. You had uh-huh. lynch, you had a top defense and one of the top defenses that compete with us, you know, mm-hmm. um, in our era is one of the, the uh, top defenses of the era. So we we gotta understand Russell had a lot of help, right? Yeah. It wasn't just him. So I think we kind of overhyped him a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think think that him in Seattle, you know, he did a lot of good things. But you're absolutely right. He had an offense that worked. And he had an Mm -hmm. offense that was built upon the run game. And when you have so much success in the run game, I mean, and after 2014, And I looked at this yesterday after 2014, there was one year in the rest of Russ's career where the defense outranked the offense in terms of efficiency. And it was in 2015, every year after that. I mean, there was one year where they were, I think 11th and then one year where they were 13th ranked uh, offensively. Outside of that, they were a top 10 offense in the NFL defense still fell short. But the offense was operating so well. Why? Because they had a good run game. They had decent enough wide receivers, but the offense was tailored in a way to build to the passing offense was tailored off of the run, the run offense. And that's where we're kind of missing that in Denver right now. We're not running the ball nearly as much. So defenses aren't buying it. They're daring Russ to throw it. They're daring. And this offense is different. Yeah. This is
0: a different offense that Russell's probably ever played in. Oh yeah, right, a thousand percent. Because this is more traditional West Coast, you know, offense. You know that we're seeing. Which he We're not. With. Yeah, we're not seeing the Seattle spread. You know, the motions, the jets. You no. know, Russian shotgun. Um, that's not that type of offense at all. We're not no. seeing it.
1: And when they switched, when Seattle switched to that more west coast like that more traditional west coast uh mm-hmm. scheme he struggled and that's not mm. surprising because he's having to think a little bit more which is crazy because a west coast offense is literally touchdown or checkdown it's it's really not that yeah. complicated you're either taking the shot or you're taking the underneath but i feel yeah. like he's just not comfortable in in that kind of scheme i feel like he needs he's a spread
0: he's a he spread needs, type like,
1: he needs an air raid, give him, yeah. Air raid, an air raid.
0: Let's, yeah. Let's
1: rip Mike Leach. Let's bring it back, please. Like, love you know, I, I love what Andy Reid has done with the West Coast. His version of the West Coast offense is so different than you know, Walsh and, and the traditional West Coast, and even this version of like the Peyton, uh, West Coast that we're seeing in Denver. His version is so tailored to Patrick Mahomes's talent level. And that's why it works so well. But this offense in Denver is not tailored to what Russ can do. And that's what makes me think, is Sean Payton trying to get a top quarterback in the NFL draft? I think so. Okay. Moving on. Second key to the game. That was a long first key to the game. Second key (laughs) to the game. First key was no less than 20 touches for Javante Williams. Second key, Chris, what do you think?
0: Second key to this, eliminate explosives, right? This team is going to be hunting for um, explosive passes, um, hunting for looking for looking for Watson, looking for the deep throws, um, and uh, that's what we got to eliminate this week. We got to be able to eliminate the big shots and come out come down with some turnovers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is going to be a good opportunity for them to force some turnovers. Uh, going back and looking at the Kansas City game, they did a good job of uh, they did a good job of putting pressure on Mahomes while he still had a, a okay game by Patrick Mah- I mean it was a bad game by Patrick Mahomes standards but it was an okay game for the defense from their standards for the season but they put him in really bad positions and they kind of forced him to make some mistakes the pick to Justin uh, that deep shot uh, th- that should have been an that interception for Kareem that's picks. a two pick that's a yeah. pick and and then yeah. we still saw them they, they did a pretty good job of keeping contained. There was the big run that they gave up, sure, but they did a pretty mm-hmm. good job of keeping contained and, and being able to kind of squeeze that pocket down on Mahomes. Uh, so I hope to see a little bit more of that this week against Jordan Love, force him into those uncomfortable situations, make him throw a bad ball. I think that that's going to be a huge key. Last key to the game, Chris, uh, what do you got?
0: Man, the last big key to the game is, uh, like I said, it's the matchup between the trenches, the O-line and yeah. the D-line, right? Um, their D-line is tough. They got a lot of guys, you know, veteran guys, uh, who's been doing it a while uh, for the Packers D-line. So we got to be able to block these guys. We need a big game from Bowles, you know, um, being able to yeah. continue to play solid. He's been our probably our most consistent O-line, man. We need Powers to be consistent yeah. this week. Um, yep. so it's gonna it's gonna be a big game in the trenches for sure for us. That's a key game.
1: Yeah, and, and we need Mike mclinchy to show up because Come on, he's, Mike. Gonna, he's gonna end up being the highest paid, and shout out Nick Kendall for this. He's gonna end up being the highest paid swing tackle in the NFL next year if he's not careful. I, I don't think they're gonna cut him, but they might replace him, and I would not be mad about it. He just no. looks small,
0: you know? He doesn't look like...
1: But he's a big you know, guy, and that's the that's what's so confusing.
0: Um, but he he's looks so smaller big. to me for some reason. But uh, I remember it? seeing him, you know... You know, now these tackles are a little bit bigger than him now, bro. But I'm seeing coming out and uh, what they're looking uh, yeah. for.
1: yeah, They're looking
0: for the out. tonsils and the... You know, these big, huge tackles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Andrew Tunzels. Um, you know what I mean? Massive. These guys... Sometimes these guys can barely move but they're so big. So um that's players. what that's what I'm looking you know those athletic tackles are looking like they're kind of falling away right now you know they're looking for these big massive guys they're, now.
1: They're they're transforming. The, these the big right. guys are transforming. I mean look at uh look at the left tackle at at Notre Dame. He's a big dude. He's massive. Yeah, right. But he can but he can move. He's oh, light on his yeah. feet.
0: Was it Joe uh, Alt? Is that his name? Joe Alt. Uh, yeah, and the kid yeah.
1: from Penn State too. Can't wait to watch that matchup this weekend, Ohio State and Penn State. Because Olu Fushanu, yep. he he, I mean, he's by far and away my favorite tackle in this class. That dude is massive, but he can move. They're light on right. their feet.
0: We and, would take and him and have to. Man, that would be a tough decision. Would we have to get I, rid of Bowles or Mitch? You know, it, right now I, I would have, have to get rid of Mitch. You know, just it's by same. but you can't get rid of him probably because he's locked in. But yeah, his, um, his contract is massive. They would get rid of Bowles and they would pay the rookie uh left tackle. That's yeah. what they would do.
1: Uh right now Mike McClinchy 14 pressures on the season according to PFF, three sacks, ten hurries, one quarterback hit. Uh oh, sorry, no, twenty three pressures allowed, fifteen I was about hurries, to say fourteen three is hits not like five sacks. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's uh that, that's a different metric, but uh, yeah, man, it 23 pressures. The next highest would be Garrett Bowles at 10 uh and then Ben Pow- Ben Powers gave up seven pressures uh against Washington has given up two since. Uh, I mean,
0: good Yeah, for he him. had a tough game what versus Washington. They they I got some dogs up front. Though. Yeah. Can't blame him. Yeah, they got some beasts up front.
1: They sure do. All right, Chris, uh, that is going to do it for our X factors and for our keys to the game. We're almost done with this episode, but there's a couple things that I want to touch on, and and specifically has to deal with uh, a certain player uh, within the Broncos locker room, Jerry Judy. A uh, lot of trade rumors have been swirling. We had Ben Albright on. Mm-hmm. He said that Carolina is interested. Uh, there's been a number of other teams that have kind of come out and you know said that they've kicked the tires. But there's one team that has been specifically linked to Jerry Judy, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. I did oh. not see that one coming, but apparently they've been inquiring. I think that they want to add another weapon to that offense. I think Michael Pittman, uh sorry, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, the rookie. I think they have a good young core, but maybe adding a guy like Jerry Judy to that mix could mean a world of difference especially if they keep him next year and they get Anthony Richardson back
0: oof that'd be dangerous
1: what do you think about that Man. trading Jerry Judy to the Colts hypothetically
0: uh if I'm Judy I'd be ecstatic you know going being able to go play with a young quarterback that you know he, uh has a lot of potential to be great in this league so um I'd be happy so um but uh you, you know I doubt they trade him to the Colts I think he probably goes somewhere in the NFC. You know, um, like you said, the Panthers. You know, that's yeah. been hot. Uh, but I don't see Denver wanting to really give him up in the AFC, especially when you might have to see this guy. Um, so uh, let's 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 send Judy to an NFC team um, if we have to trade him. Which I don't yeah. believe in trading weapons. Is that just it's, it's our fault that we can't get this guy the ball, right? <laughs> it's not his fault. You know, so like, why are we punishing him and trading away a guy that's good because we can't coach and get this guy open? Like, uh, that's a cop out to me. So, uh, I would rather keep Judy, and we need some dogs, we need some people with his type of attitude on the team. So, uh, I would want to rather keep Judy.
1: I feel like he's so misunderstood. Like, it, it, like the things that he says in these interviews, you know, in the locker room and the, and the things that he tweets about it, every Jerry Judy tweet is like broken down. Like it's a Drake lyric and yeah, it, it, like, he's not even really saying anything. Like he's just, he's just who he is. He's not being critical of his teammates. He's, he's a very supportive teammate from what, from everything I've been told. And he just mm-hmm. wants to play ball. And he's very good at what he does. Just get him the ball. though. There were times where his effort on film was suspect and questionable. And I think that that's fair to criticize someone for effort. But I think when, when you're in a situation where like, you know, you're not going to get the ball thrown to you, you know, it's not going to, not going to you. You still need to show effort. You know, it, it is frustrating. And I get that. I've been there, but it's, it, you still have to go 100% every rep. And I think that that's been the biggest difference between Judy and Cortland Sutton is court goes 100% every single play. Judy yeah, will. Yeah, big time, yeah. especially with blocking downfield. Like it's beautiful to see as a as a wide receiver and as a coach, it's like that's the kind of guy that you want on your offense because he's going to spring big plays. But I I agree. I think trading Judy is, is a mistake, if I'm going to be honest. I understand wanting to get draft capital back but you don't want to trade them to the afc uh you don't want to take away when your offense is already suffering you know you're just taking away people that could make it better you have to figure out yeah. where the main problem is and i think we all know where the majority of the problem is we're just not going to say it right now um last thing that we're going to get to uh one of the things that has been kind of floating around uh is the potential for a new defensive coordinator next season Mm -hmm. in denver and one of the names chris that was brought up was your old coach your old defensive coordinator dennis allen current head coach for the new orleans saints and the theory goes if dennis allen was to be fired from the new orleans saints or relieved of his head coaching duties would he be open to returning to denver as defensive coordinator with Sean Payton as head coach, like they were doing in new Orleans a couple of years ago. Do you think that this is a real yeah. possibility? Uh, and if so, tell our listeners a little bit about what it's like to be coached by someone like Dennis Allen.
0: Uh, I definitely can see it as a possibility. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, coach Allen and coach Payton, they probably have a long, they have long, long, long history. You know, yeah. being able to win a Super Bowl uh, together. Um, uh, so I definitely think he would welcome D.A. in. Um, we, it would affect our system. You yeah. know, it would be question, D.A., really, does he want to go into a defense that doesn't really are built for his system? Right. Right. So uh, going to a 4-3, um, you know, um, it is different, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, so but I think everybody, you know, he had great success in Denver when he was there. Um. He yeah. was able to tweak the four three a little bit, kind of make it a three four because we have Vaughn and Vaughn yeah. at that time was that. more. He could cover and play. He could rush yeah. so he could fit that that four Don't three him... backer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Slash three four. Don't um, let him hear Denver... you say
1: he could cover back then. Yeah, he could Don't cover him back then. Right now, he
0: ain't covering right now. No. <laughs> you know he could. We could stick him on a tight end or running back. You know, go shut him down, Vaughn. He ain't doing that no more. But um, that those were um, his scheme. You know, so yeah, it, it. I think it'll be a good pickup if he does. Um, uh, you know, New Orleans. They do. They do probably are calling for his name. He is probably on the hot seat, just because yeah. they have so much talent. And um, haven't really uh, lived up to that talent, and you yeah. know uh, when you have all those guys that they have, and they're not succeeding, and they're getting paid, you know, pretty soon they might blow it up uh, sooner or later. So you never know what's going to happen over there.
1: I mean, defensively, this is a this is a top ten defense. This is a fringe top five defense, really. And and I think this this might be one of those situations where you have a coach. And I feel like this happens all the time in the NFL. You get a coach who's has a really great season as a coordinator, whether it's on offense or defense. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the coaching cycle comes and they get hired as a head coach somewhere. And, you know, one unit is doing fantastic. And the other unit is not doing well at all. And I think that this is one of those Mm -hmm. situations, Dennis Allen, fantastic defensive coordinator. Maybe not that great of a head coach just because the head coach is supposed to have that control over offense, defense, and special teams. And I think that in today's game, it's definitely like, you know, the head coach is much more involved in one side rather than the other. And I think that that causes a a kind of a disconnect. New Orleans defense is doing fantastic right now. The offense is struggling really bad. And if we saw anything last night in that game, it was that the defense can come up clutch in certain situations, but the offense has to be able to match that. If for some reason, Dennis Allen does come to Denver. I think that there's the possibility that he and Sean Payton could build a team within two to three years. That is just the second coming of that new Orleans team that we saw in, in, uh, in the Super yeah. Bowl with them together, I think that that's an opportunity for them. But I just don't think that Dennis Allen is like set to be a head coach of a football team. Great DC, fantastic DC, maybe not that great of a head coach. So uh, yeah. good to hear your thoughts and your insight, especially being someone who has been coached by this person and has that experience with them. Not just one place, but in two places too. People need to remember yeah. that you he had you in Denver and he had you in New Orleans. So I think I'm on board for it. If you are, if you say he's, if you're vouching for him, hey.
0: Hey, bring me be to be the um, assistant, you know. Hey. Over the secondary, you know. Make it happen. coach that, you know, DA. Make it
1: happen. Bring.
0: Come on, man. Chris. I'll do that. Go back. Go
1: back. <laughs> be a coach. Be the DC. All right. You know what? Be the be the. I'll be over the coach.
0: secondary with DA for We're, sure
1: work your way up become the yes you so. know, become the DC in the future all right that is gonna do it for our game preview Broncos and Packers this weekend uh 125 kickoff uh mountain time or sorry Pacific time I don't know why I said mountain time oh no Siri uh <laughs> it's mm-hmm. 125 kickoff Pacific time make sure that you follow us on Twitter uh at Patrick kiyote at chris Harris jr at Believe Network. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast from whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can catch full episodes, uh, interview clips, and more. Uh, Again, this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Make sure that you go over and use your promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. And we will see you after the game on Bleacher Report. Download the app. Catch us in there in the Denver Broncos section. We'll be giving our live reaction after the game. Broncos country, until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.